Fun 107, Michael and Maddie, finally Friday morning, January 5th, 2024. January Jones. She played Betty Draper in the series Mad Men. She is 46 years old today. Happy birthday to Bradley Cooper. Hey. What? I just want to take another look at you. We don't have time for that today, Bradley. It's... He's 49 years old today. Two stars in the epic movie The Godfather share the same birthday today. Diane Keaton, she is 78. And Robert Duvall, 93 years old today. On this date, 1914, Henry Ford announcing he was going to pay his workers $5 for an eight-hour workday instead of $2.34 for a nine-hour day. He instituted a 40-hour Five-day work week, 12 years later. Sonny Bono killed in a skiing accident 26 years ago today. The pop star turned politician was 62 years old. And four years ago at the Golden Globes, the World War I movie, 1917, won for best movie drama. Olivia Coleman won a Golden Globe for her role Fun 107, Michael and Maddie going to be the calm before the storm today. We're going to see a lot of sunshine and dry and highs in the mid-30s. Cold out there now, 23. And Ceci Del Carmen calling for 6 to 12 inches now inland. Closer to the coastline, those, those totals go down. The closer you get to the coastline, like right along the immediate coastline, we're not going to see those big totals, but uh, inland higher. We're going to check in with Ceci in a little bit here at Fun 107. Bringing your taste of Hollywood right here to the South Coast. And we are here for it. We're spilling the tea with Maddie's entertainment update on the Michael and Maddie Show. Nick Carter mourning the loss of his sister, Bobby Jean Carter, who passed away on December 23rd at the age of 41. He shared a childhood photo and an emotional statement to Instagram about her death, which came a year after their sibling, Aaron Carter, died. Nick's sister also died at 25. So now that's uh, three of Nick Carter's siblings. It may take a lifetime to fully process the loss my family has endured over the years. Most recently, with the sudden passing of our sister, Bobby Jean, he said, I am completely heartbroken. He went on to share his gratitude to fans for the support that he's received. Thank you all for your love and your kind words. We are reminded again that life is precious, fleeting, and to cherish the time we have with the ones we love. I know she's finally at peace with God. Multiple sources saying that Bobby Jean, the sister to both Nick and Aaron, um, passed away. Um, and, the, you know, people close to the family are saying that the Carters believe she went into cardiac arrest as further details regarding her death do remain unclear. Um, she passed away in Florida citing her mother um she said i am in shock from learning of the sudden death of my daughter and i will need time to process the terrible reality of this happening for the third time my goodness can you just i can't even wrap my head around the that. level of tragedy in that family is unbelievable like, unspeakable i just i can't wrap my head around being that mom no you know so unnatural to lose one child or lose three. one sibling yeah. imagine that that's yeah horrible you don't bounce back from that that's no. awful i mean I, I mean for nick it took a couple weeks for him to even acknowledge it publicly 
So you can only imagine what he's been dealing with behind the scenes of just like so many emotions. Very of, sad. Of how to go forward and how to move forward. Um, so obviously this family is is really hurting. And uh, Nick just is very grateful for his support system at this time. So very, very tough time for him. Uh, Jerry Turner, though, having a great day. He finally married his love of his life, Golden Bachelor, marrying Teresa Neist in a live televised ceremony weeks after the very first Golden Bachelor. The pair, who met and got engaged on the inaugural season, um, got married yesterday. Or, yep, got married yesterday. It was dubbed the Golden Wedding, and it aired just one month following the conclusion of that inaugural season. Teresa, I know I found a full partner to share all of life experiences that are thrown at us. So, Teresa, I make you this promise. I promise that if you're my partner in life, I will make you the happiest woman on earth. I promise to choose you every day as the one I love and never take your heart for granted. Oh, that's good stuff. (laughs) (laughs) I can't. You know, to be fair, if I was at a wedding, like, of people I knew and he was saying that, I'd be like, oh, that's sweet. But for this, I'm like, oh, Well, I think the problem is you've known her for, like, six weeks. Literally six weeks. Uh, Turner, 72, and Neist, 70, um, are both widows who bonded over their shared grief while sparking up the romance on The Golden Bachelor. And... They were like, you know what? At our age, we need to make this wedding happen very quickly. So they they were like, let's make this wedding happen. I truly hope it's real. You know, there there have been plenty of seasons where I'm like, okay, you're just promoting your business or something like that. You know, Um, I wonder if this show will return. I I think it will. I wonder how successful it was. I think it was okay. Was it? Yeah. Like I said. Give me a true golden bachelor, man. I'm looking for the dude from Up. I'm looking for... One of the guys who hangs out down at McDonald's and drinks coffee. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, I'm looking for that guy. The hunched over, needs a cane. I need a woman to spend the rest of my days with. I think you're right, man. You think that America would love that. I would. I mm. would love that. So, But, I mean, it's probably going to be a bachelorette. So. Right, that'll be the next one. We need a Jerry that puts the Jerry in geriatric. That's what we need. <laughs> oh, That's what we need. The 2024 Golden Globes right around the corner. And it's going down January 7th. So that's this Sunday. Um, and it's going to be hosted by comedian Joe Coy. So that's going to be good. I don't know if he's ever hosted a show like this before. Um, no surprise here. Barbie, most nominated film with nine nods, including Best Director, Actress and Supporting Actor. Oppenheimer, right behind it with eight. Also picking up nominations for Director, Actor, and Supporting Actor and Supporting Actress. Um, There's a couple ways you can watch the Globes. uh, If you have cable, the one person who has cable, (laughs) Um, you can tune into CBS. Or you can watch it on Paramount Plus if you want to stream it. You can even watch it on Fubo TV. Fubo TV. You can uh, stream it direct, but there's a bunch of different awards. Obviously, the big one, you know, um, Best Picture. We got Anatomy of a Fall. I don't know what that is. Killers of the Flower Moon. Nope. 
Maestro. Yep. That's okay. Oppenheimer, Past Lives, and the Zone of Interest. This is usually like the whoever wins the Golden Globe is is set up for a good run for the Oscar. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. So I didn't realize that the Golden Globes, it's not like an overall best actor or best actress. They like break it down by drama, comedy, yeah. that sort of thing. Um, so there's a plenty of people that can win big on Sunday evening, and you can watch it on Paramount+. Plus. More entertainment news on the Fun 107 app. YMCA. I'm going to be reading at the Whaling Museum for the Moby Dick Marathon. That's right. I forgot you were doing that. Riveting. So they sent me over this morning uh, the passage that I'm going to be reading. Oh, are you going to do a little reading? This, but, yeah, no, like, this today? A- today? Yeah. It's tomorrow. It's tomorrow. No, no, I know it's tomorrow, but like, are oh, you going to get a practice? A little sample? I can do that. But um, I, I want like, like, um, a voice. Give, give no, us a voice. Gonna, this is going to be my voice. Uh. So I don't want to, you know, be insulting. Right. Don't they usually have a celebrity do this? Excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> but don't they, Excuse me? Don't they usually have like a celebrity? Well, I will say that last year, Taylor Schilling from That's Orange is the New Black right. kicked off the festivities. Listen, I'm, I think you're a celebrity. Clearly you don't. (laughs) (laughs) Chapter four. Oh, they don't give you chapter one. That's the best part. Well, that's it. I didn't make didn't make the cut. Maddie was on the decision panel. Yeah, yeah. Maddie was like, this guy does not deserve it. No, put him put him in the fourth chapter. Call me Ishmael. (laughs) (laughs) Call you later. Yeah. All right. Chapter four. The counter pain. Ooh. Okay. Upon waking next morning about daylight. I found Queequeg's arm thrown over me in the most loving and affectionate manner. You had almost thought I had been his wife. The counterpane was of patchwork. No idea what a counterpane is. Full of odd little parti-colored squares and triangles, and this arm is tattooed all over with an interminable Cretan labyrinth of a figure, no two parts of which were of one precise shadowing I suppose to his keeping his arm at sea unmetho- and unmethodically in sun and shade. Oh, boy. This is wait, 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 wait. Yeah. You should definitely practice yeah. this before you get going. That's not Moby Dick. That's Moby Dick. Sounds like Fifty Shades of Green. <laughs> so, yeah. I would, yeah, I would give that a few goes before you... Uh, so, so, tell me about it. Like, do you get up on a panel and you... And you read on this panel type of thing, um, or it's like there's like a podium set up. Okay, and you walk up. It's just you, and you walk up, and and you. Are there read. people watching? There will be people okay. there. Uh, they live stream it. Okay. The podium is a boat, right? Is it like a no, little robot? No, no, I don't think so. I well, I think the opening. Um, I could be wrong. I've never gone, but I, I believe that the opening readers, of which I am one, mm-hmm. um, we're going to be in the theater. And we're going to be up at the podium and giving the giving the reading it from the theater. Then they do shift it over to the boat, I believe, after the opening readers. But have you been I don't to know. this before? Never been. So I went once, and it was at three in the morning, because this is a it's a marathon and keeps going. Uh, I left the bar <laughs> at two, and I was with friends, and they're like, "Oh, let's go see this thing." We had no what? business being there. Why the heck would you go to that? After being at the bar. Stumbling in to the Moby Dick Marathon? Yeah. Yeah. 
we had a lot of looks when yeah. we walked in there. So well, we, it uh, does it does sound fun being on stage, reading a classic novel. Like that's gonna be cool. There are a lot. Like if you, from what I understand too, there are just people like hanging out at the at the whaling museum, just like sitting on the floor reading Moby Dick, like mm. to, wow. to themselves. That's cool. It's a, it's a very, it's a, it's a distinguished little. Mm. This is a event. very Massachusetts thing. It, it certainly is. <laughs> I just wish they could have found somebody, anybody. Mm. Michael Rock. Scraping the bottom of the barrel. Stick him in the fourth chapter. It is six fifty four. 90-second news update. Phil Devitt is in the Chart Oak Tavern newsroom. A terrible yet avoidable accident. That's what the Bristol County District Attorney calls a 2021 crash on Route 6 in Dartmouth that killed an 18-year-old Fall River man. The driver of that vehicle, 23-year-old Jason Lindsay, was just sentenced to five to seven years in state prison. He pleaded guilty to manslaughter charges for driving drunk and speeding which led to a crash into a utility pole near China Bell. Two other passengers, ages 15 and 19, were injured. The DA says none of them were wearing seatbelts. A Fall River man faces a murder charge after a grand jury indictment this week. 17-year-old Antoine Robinson will be arraigned January 19th. He's accused of fatally shooting 18-year-old Giovanni Perez on Locust Street in October as he left his girlfriend's house. Prosecutors say Robinson used to date the same woman. The judge further adding the attack appears to be planned and cold-blooded not gang-related. The Moby Dick Marathon takes over New Bedford this weekend. People coming from everywhere for the overnight reading of the Herman Melville Classic. And the city just announced a statue of the author is in the works. It'll go up somewhere in the historic district. Respiratory viruses, including COVID, flu, and RSV, are surging in Massachusetts. Channel 5 reports the State Department of Public Health said almost 17% of emergency room visits in mid-December were due to acute respiratory illness. Flu activity is considered high statewide and rated as very high on the north and south shores, along with Cape Cod and the islands. COVID-related ER visits were in the moderate category. Domestic violence is rising in Massachusetts, according to the latest state update. An NPR station in Boston reports data found that between 2020 and 2022, the number of domestic violence assaults increased by over 400 incidents, including 28 deaths. Experts recommend increased education and heightened awareness efforts to help address the problem. And winter and ice will make the roads not so nice. Public and Government Affairs Manager with AAA, Regina Ali, wants to remind everyone to prepare your car for possible harsh conditions. You want to make sure you check all of your fluids, your oils, also your windshield wiper fluids, as well as your blade. She also recommends keeping a few items in the car if you have to travel in stormy weather. Make sure you pack winter gloves and other items to keep you warm, snacks in case you find yourself stuck, and a snow scraper always helps. In sports, the Boston Bruins lost to the Pittsburgh Penguins last night. Tomorrow night, they play the Tampa Bay Lightning at TD Garden. But first, the Boston Celtics are home to play the Utah Jazz tonight at 7. And on Sunday, the New England Patriots in Foxborough to take on the New York Jets. Game time, 1 o'clock. We'll check traffic and weather next. From the Chart Oak Tavern Newsroom, I'm Phil Devitt for Fun 107. So if you've been looking for a job, maybe to supplement some other things that you're doing, or maybe, you know, maybe you've been out of the workforce for a minute and you've got the kids going back to school and you want to start earning some money, but you want to make sure that the hours are flexible because you want to, when you want to be there, when the kids are home, you want to be home. Um, well, guess what? Here's a great idea. Tremblay's Bus Company is hiring, and they're hiring a ton of people. They're looking for school bus monitors, they're looking for school bus drivers, school bus mechanics, 7D van drivers, and bilingual Spanish-English 
dispatchers. And even if you don't have the proper licensing to drive a school bus, don't let that stop you because Trembley's Bus Company will pay you to get trained and they'll pay for that school bus driver's license for you. So you're bettering yourself, getting paid for it, and then you're going to have this great job as a school bus driver when you are done and you get to, you know, think about it, get all the snow days off and school vacation weeks off and all those Monday holidays off. You'll be able to be there when your kids are not in school. Trembley's Bus Company now hiring. Find out more. Go to tbcbus.com or just show up down there on Myrtle Street, New Bedford today. 284 Myrtle Street, New Bedford. Let them know you heard it on Fun 107. Michael and Maddie, ushers, good, good. It's uh, Friday morning, getting set for the storm, heading our way for tomorrow night into Sunday. Ceci says we uh, could see some power outages across the south coast as the wind whips up and that heavy snow weighs down those power lines. So Gazelle God for Christmas, something I've wanted for years, uh, Soda Stream. So I got it last Christmas. You did it? But I just had to... So the wife's like, oh, you can't open it unless you drink all your other seltzers that are in the in the cabinet. Well, I had like five bundles from BJ's, so it took like a year to get through that. But when I was done, oh, man, this soda stream, it's worth it. If you like carbonated drinks, that is. So you know I'm a so. Sprite guy. Of course. Do you, Can you buy like actual Sprite branded stuff to make Sprite? Or does it always have to be like an off-brand Sprite? They have Starry. That's, yeah, that's, uh well, that's like the new Sierra Mist. Yeah, yeah. But, that's legit, Starry. But they don't have, like, soda Well, they're stream. gonna, like, they're gonna have brands of, like, cola and yeah. lemon, not, lemon lime cola. Or, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's so, not gonna be, like, Sprite doesn't have a soda stream. You so know it's kind of I mean? like, you know, you go into like a D&B Burgers and they don't serve Coke products or Pepsi products. It's like the weird off-brand yeah. sodas like this. So that's yeah. what it's going to be? Wow. Look at this. Wait, no, that's not. No, the, that's just go a, back. a soda pack. It looks like they do have... Right there. Um, it's the bubbly. It yeah. comes with bubbly drops is, that, is what it's called. I'm going to tell you right now, unless you really like bubbly, it's not good. You got to have, you got to use like the entire bottle, which is... Also not good to have any kind of flavoring. I use Mio. It's the strongest, so you can you get more bang for your buck. But they do have Pepsi. Yeah, like SodaStream Diet Pepsi. Yeah. So, so you can make things like that. If they've got SodaStream Diet Pepsi, they must have SodaStream, like you said, like the Starry or whatever. They have Starry. I'm shocked that they don't have like something like Sprite, you know? But, well, Sprite is the Coke, so Starry is the Pepsi. Yeah. So and my question is, is it worth... Is it worth it? So, like, if you buy, right now, the best, I'm like, I know all about Sprite and prices. So, the best price you're going to find on Sprite generally is Walmart 24 packs for about 12 bucks. Okay. So, that's, you know, 50 cents a can. That's not that bad. Yeah. How does it work out, you know, with the... Well, I was paying, trying to think how much it was. It was... uh I go, I go to beach. It's tough. My, my wife does the shopping. That's why I'm embarrassed right now. I, I don't know how much it is, but <laughs> so I, I usually I get the big giant bottles of salsa water, and I'm obsessed with it. And I like Mio lemonade. And I I've been drinking this for years. And then I was told, hey, instead of buying all the bottles because it's bad for the environment, just get a Soda Stream. It's the same thing, and it really is because 
You're just adding water? Yeah. Carbonation. I mean, I look at the soda stream as more of like an environmental choice. Yeah. I don't know financially if it's any different. You know, I yeah. think it's more about like less waste, reusable. That's fine. That's what I'm about that. Yeah. So I just, but it's got to be as good as the other stuff. I can't, I can't compromise. Taste, right. I can't compromise on that. Oh, it's like it's the same thing. A can of salsa costs about 50 cents when you purchase it in a case. So I don't know. I, I guess if you're just straight up drinking salsa water, yeah, you're going to save money because all you're doing is just getting the water from your faucet or your Brita. And then you're good to go. Now, you got to buy the CO2. So there oh, is yeah, some cost. Oh, yeah, that's right. How, um, how long does the CO2 can last? I've been making that can, and I use I make four to five bottles a day, and these are about 16 ounces, uh, about a month. So I'll get a month out of the canister. Then you can go to Target, like in Dartmouth, and you can refill it for half the price. So it's great. It's like seven bucks. So you know. you've been actually using it for how long? About a month? About a, uh, two months now. Two months. Two months, yeah. And so it hasn't like gotten old yet. It's not like oh, a, no. it's not like this little gadget you little get for Christmas. Like, oh, it's great. You use it for like three days. Yeah, because I remember my it. brother got it probably like ten years ago now. And it was like this like amazing thing that Must he had have. in his kitchen. And he was like, guys, check this out, check this out. And like literally brought me and my parents over and like showed us this fountain stream thing. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't last very long in his house. See, I think I would rather get my if I'm going to get a little bougie, mm. I, I still think I might get the bougie ice maker. Yeah. The ice maker. I'm a, an ice guy. You are I'm an a ice guy. guy. I'm an ice guy. Do you use straws at your house? Not at the house. Wow. Shocking. No. But uh, I love good ice cube. <laughs> I really do. It really, I think it makes a difference the in the things. beverage. It's it really the does. little things. You like Go this ahead, kind of ice, right? Make fun of me right? if you want. I think it makes a difference. What's that? This is the ice you like. It's like the little... The best ones, it's kind of like hotel ice. Yeah. Hotel ice is great. <laughs> little, the little hole in it. Yeah. Oh, oh those are good. Yeah, I like that. Where you can put them on a straw through it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I don't know. You know what I should do? I can, I can do an article about the best ice offered at different restaurants across the South Coast. I can rate the ice. Riveting. Do you have one in mind? <laughs> um, you know who's got some good ice? Is Frontera Grill. They've got, <laughs> no, really, like they're, they're, they're on it. Your age is showing, Michael. <laughs> they have the best ice. I don't want to say how anybody can tell the difference if it's already mixed in with a soda or a, or just water in general. I can't wait to go home today and my husband say, how was work today? And I say, oh, you know, we talked about ice. <laughs> 7.56. 90-second news update in the Chart Oak Tavern newsroom, Phil Devitt. Five to seven years in prison for a Fall River man convicted of driving drunk and killing his 18-year-old passenger. 23-year-old Jason Lindsay pleaded guilty to manslaughter charges. The Bristol County District Attorney says he drank and sped down Route 6 in Dartmouth, hitting 99 miles per hour before striking a utility pole. The impact killed Jaden Montero and injured two other passengers ages 15 and 19. A Fall River teen has been indicted for murder. 17-year-old Antoine Robinson allegedly fatally shot 18-year-old Giovanni Perez on Locust Street back in October. A judge this week saying the killing appeared to be, quote, planned and cold-blooded. Prosecutors say the two were romantic rivals, that Robinson had a prior relationship with the victim's girlfriend and a pending juvenile assault case involving the woman. Robinson is sent for arraignment on one count of murder January 19th. 
The Moby Dick Marathon returns to the New Bedford Whaling Museum this weekend. Fun 107's Michael Brock scheduled to read part of the classic novel shortly after noon. And get ready, the city says it plans to build a statue of the author, Herman Melville, somewhere in the historic district. There's a big move from the federal government to provide trees and forested areas to communities that don't have many green spaces as a way of saving lives. Brenda Mallory, chair of the White House Council on Environmental Quality, says everyone should have access to parks and natural environments. We have lots of data now that show us that these benefits of nature can provide for our communities are both physical but also mental health and also addressing our local economies and creating good-paying jobs. Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack says the USDA Forest Service will spend $1 billion to plant trees and increase access to green spaces for millions of Americans in urban areas. And fitness is reported to be the rage for New Year's resolutions. According to Tech Radar. there are three apps for those who want to give running a try. The first is called Strava, which has been available for years and has reportedly been consistently improving and adding new features. The next is aptly called Runna, with not as many features. It's geared for runners who want to up their game and keep their stats and measurements in the forefront. Cost depends on which premium tier you choose. And then there's Couch to 5K, which is reported to be ideal for beginners, if the name didn't already give that away. In sports, the Boston Bruins lost to the Pittsburgh Penguins last night. Tomorrow night, they play the Tampa Bay Lightning at TD Garden. But first, the Boston Celtics are home to play the Utah Jazz tonight at 7. And on Sunday, the New England Patriots in Foxborough to take on the New York Jets. Game time, 1 o'clock. We'll check traffic and weather next. From the Chart Oak Tavern Newsroom, I'm Phil Devitt for Fun 107. Seven, Michael and Maddie and Ceci Del Carmen from ABC6 calling for about one to three inches on the immediate coastline. So New Bedford, Fall River, the immediate coastline, about one to three. Uh, she's thinking that the further inland you go, this is going to become more of a snow event rather than that mixing happening. So the, the colder temperatures are going to make it more of a powdery type of snow inland, but a heavier wet snow right here on the coastline. So depending upon where you are, you could see up to a foot of snow this weekend. But the, the real story is going to be if the wet snow piles onto the wires and then the wind starts whipping, we could see some uh, power outages across the south coast Sunday into Monday. But we'll... See how this develops over the next 24 to 48 hours here on the South Coast. So I know the holidays are gone, but around the holiday season, I kept seeing this trend of people expressing the fact that 30% was the new 20% when it came to going out to eat and tipping. 30%? It was this trend that I kept seeing online of people saying, you know, it's the holiday season, it's it's the new year, and 30 is the new 20, like special reminder. I was seeing it <laughs> special on Special reminder. Yeah, like I was seeing it on TikTok, I was seeing it on, on other platforms. Have you guys been seeing this and do you agree? I've been doing 30% my entire life. 30%? That's insanity. I I'm really big on tipping. My wife hates it. And I don't, she's not wrong. She's not wrong, but I just, I, I mean, feel like if I. <sighs> 20% is generous. It is. 30% is crazy. The whole premise to me, like the the 30% is the, the, is the new 20%. It doesn't make any sense to me because if you try to say, well, it's inflation, you know, inflation is driving the prices of everything up. 
inflation doesn't apply to percentages because inflation, if that $10 burger goes to a $15 burger, the 20% already it, is making it. Right. It benefits the server anyway. Right. So, so what's so, the deal with the 30%? I don't get it. I don't either. It's like, how? That, that's a pretty like, where's the hefty... Argu- where's the argument there? And for me, I was a waitress for 10 years. 14 to 24. That's how I made money. I... I, I don't get it. 30 is the, I mean, if I'm a server, heck yeah, 30 is the new 20. <laughs> let's go. But I don't understand the uh, the thought process there. And I don't know if it was just people, it was around the holidays and they were like, here's how to be holly jolly. 30 is the new 20. Maybe that's what it was. Thanks for the suggestion, I uh, guess. But it was just shocking to me of how often I was seeing it. Like, First, I saw somebody and I was like, oh, that's a, you know, that's a kind gesture. Like, okay, sit down. We get it. But then I kept seeing it and I was like, oh my gosh, like, does this mean that when I go out to eat, the server is expecting 30%? Was it just for the holidays or is it a 2024 thing? That's what I'm asking. I'm like, it was it just somebody being like kind around the holidays and like, hey, here's how you give back to your favorite server? I don't know. Because if that's the case, I can't afford to go out to eat. Can we just talk real here for a second with like this? I'm telling you, the tipping thing is out of control. It really is. It really is. What do you it's mean? out of control. But like, like the tablet things? Perfect example. I go to a convenience store. I go to the cooler in the back. I pull out a soda. I go up to the counter. They ring it out and then they flip the tablet around Stop it. as I if would, I'm going with, to tip you. Without shame, I'd be like, no. And I do. No way. Originally guilt would take over and I would do something and I would give like 15%. But there are places that I would used to say no way to. Right. That now I do. Right. That now I do. Can you think of a scenario? I can. And you're not going to share? I will. <laughs> My, so if I go out and get an ice cream, yeah. I do right. know. I never right. did that. Who did that five that years nobody ago? Nobody did. Nobody. Was anybody tipping the ice cream person five years ago? I barely tipped my barista. I'll, I'll say it. I used to go get a coffee. I'd pay for the coffee and I'd leave. Now I'm like, okay, now I got to give 20%. Yeah, it's different now. It's so different. If you're doing something, I'll give a buck or something. You know, ice cream is a perfect example. Whenever that's, I, whenever that's I would pay for cash, I would leave the change. I would. But I never have cash anymore. Well, yeah, who pays with cash? Which yeah. Is, yeah. So it's just like... Which actually hurts you if, if you're like the drive through person. Mm-hmm. Because... A lot of times you're like, you go to the, the Dunkin' and it's just like, you yeah. know, there's no easy way to tip on a card. Mm. You know what I mean? I, it, the, the Dunkin' drive-through. Right. So, like, they're, they're kind of, like, getting hurt by that. But, That's true. And, like, I think they would deserve it because, you know, like you, Maddie, like, you, you say you go to the Dunkin' drive-through. She knows what you want before you get there. Yeah, like, that earns a tip. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, that's right. you tip somebody. Right. But, like, there are a lot of places that you tip now that... It just doesn't feel right. And it's it's... You, we're never going to be able to put this back in the bottle. Like, it's it's over. Like, the world has changed. Hope you enjoyed it. But from <laughs> now on, you're going to have to start tipping at convenience stores. Just so Great. The way it's going to be. Fun 107. Fun 107, Michael and Maddie. And this could be the final weekend. This is crazy. This could be the final weekend, ladies and gentlemen, that Bill Belichick is a member of the New England Patriots staff. Let that sink in. Weird. We're going to talk to Nick Coit coming up in a few minutes for our Patriots preview. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, Kevin Carr.
Which movie should the South Coast see? And what should we skip this weekend? Here's Kevin Carr's movie review on The Michael and Maddie Show. Good morning. The only movie that's new this weekend that's opening in theaters is Night Swim. Marco. Hello. <laughs> Marco. Hello. <laughs> Marco. Uncommon. In fact, it's almost a tradition that the first movie of the new year, first movie in January, is some PG-13 horror movie that they tend to do well at this time. And and some are pretty good. Like last year we had Megan, which was kind of fun. And uh, this year we have Night Swim. And this is, uh, I guess you could say this probably on the other end of the spectrum here. In Night Swim, the story is about this family that, that moves into this house that has a pool in the backyard and the, the father needs uh, physical therapy and he gets a therapy in the pool and it's very helpful for him but there's something sinister in the pool something in the water something lurking beneath the surface you know i mean we've we've had haunted houses and and pizza parlors and everything Uh, why not a haunted swimming pool i guess and that's basically the story that the kids the daughter and the son are facing the more dangerous elements to it and there's something underneath and look I, i don't mind a crazy premise like this i mean it's absurd and silly but but it still has to be well-written. I mean, horror can be really cool, even when it's really outside of the box. But th- this just this isn't put together well. The, the writing's very formulaic, very s- cliche, poorly constructed characters, people doing things that don't make a whole lot of sense. And it just doesn't hold together. So it, it, as much as I love a good horror movie, this one's not one. All right. So Night Swim, does it rock or not? I'm going to say that Night Swim sucks. And another one out there streaming on Disney+. Plus. The next one I want to talk about, just kind of a reminder, because there's so many things that have shown up in the last couple weeks. I want to give a nod to What If Season 2 on Disney+. Plus. This kid puts on quite a show. I have eyes on the target. He does not look all that threatening. Looks can be deceiving, your highness. This is a Marvel animated series. And, and basically what it does is it, is, is it takes a, a premise of this multiverse that we've dealt with in the Marvel universe and said, what if something happened? Like, what if Peggy Carter took the super serum and, instead of Steve Rogers and became Captain Carter instead of Captain America? And, and so they have these what if ideas and i love those things because they're speculative and they're cool this one unlike the first season which was kind of open-ended and kind of just tossed a couple things out although it did sort of tease the multiverse of madness the doctor strange movie this second season has a little bit more cohesion in the stories and 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 some of the characters run into each other again and and they work together which i i think is really cool i love this sort of speculative multiverse idea but i also like that out there thinking and because this is just an animated series on disney plus you don't have to spend 300 million dollars and and put it out in the theaters and then when it doesn't make a billion it, it's considered a flop it's it's just a neat little thing and it's always been that the animation world has done comic books the best. And uh, th- this is proving that point. It's different. It's out of the box. It uses a lot of the familiar characters and a lot of familiar voices. Some of them they have to do duplicates of, but, uh, but they have a lot of the original actors coming back to do the voices. So you get a bunch of ideas of what might've happened in the Marvel universe. If things 
uh, went differently. So this, this is a lot of fun. You can find it on Disney+. Plus. What if? What do you think? Does it rock or not? I'm going to say that what if season two totally rocks. Kevin Carr, have a great weekend. Thanks, man. All right, we'll talk to you. Fun 107, Michael and Maddie. And it's hard to believe, but this could be the final weekend, ladies and gentlemen, that Bill Belichick is employed by the New England Patriots. End which of is an era. Definitely is definitely the end of an era. I mean, an incredible one at that. And we're going to talk about the game coming up this weekend and the fate of the coach. Our Patriots preview right now with Nick Coit at ABC6. Good morning, Nick. Are we going to talk about the game? <laughs> <laughs> well, all I can tell you is he desperately wants to win this game, I'm sure, against the Jets because there's no love, love loss between Bill Bell. It's kind of fitting, really, when you think about it because that's where he was when we, when, we, when we brought him in. It's, it started on a napkin where he wrote, I resign as HC of the NYJ, and then he came to New England, and here we are 24 years later. So, yeah, you're right. It, it is fitting that he would be facing the Jets, a team that he just has, has never liked. Um, and and it's, it's, it's fascinating, too, because you know, now you're talking about a 15-game winning streak for the Patriots over the Jets, too. So that's on the line, too, and just the success there. And it's, yeah, all of that is, is on the table here Sunday. So two questions for you. And I've been thinking about okay. what, what to ask you about this. And, and this, these are my two questions for you. What okay. should happen on Monday morning or next week? And what will happen next week, in your opinion? Um, you know, I, I think those two things are lining up as time gets closer to, you know, sort of the decision day. Um, you know, because I, 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 I didn't know where this was going to go. If you asked me a month ago, I, I would have said pretty firmly, like, yeah, I, I think this is this is it. And then the last few weeks, you hear rumblings like, well, maybe the restructure, you know, maybe it is his best opportunity still to coach here, but then you get a new GM, then sort of, you know, take some of his personnel power away. And But now this week, it's, I don't know, some of the, the signs, some of the way it just looks and feels, you're like, uh, this this could be it, but Mike Reese yesterday from ESPN had reported that there's going to be a meeting on Monday of Belichick and the Crafts. So that meeting's going to happen, and then I, I who knows what happens after that. Um, I I couldn't imagine it being that quick or decisive um, as to a, a decision on Monday, but. You never know. See, um, well, maybe, why? maybe something that happens. Why would you uh, think it wouldn't be decisive by Monday? Like, what is going to happen be- between now and Monday that, that hasn't been thought about for the past month and a half? You know what I mean? Like, well, if it, they win, if they beat the Jets, does that matter? No, that doesn't matter, no, right? No, 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 no. But it's it's one of those we've talked about. I think the possibility of could they, you know, get compensation and could they find a landing spot for him? Like, do they trade him? Um, that's why it's like, are they just going to decisively let him go on Monday or, you know, do they explore what the options could be out there for not only him, but for compensation for the team? Do they trade him for a draft pick like they did back with the Jets in 2000? Um, that's why it's kind of like, I don't know if it's going to happen very quickly like that, but who knows? You never know. You're right. It's, it's not like they haven't thought about it already because that's that's been in the back of their minds through the last 
month and a half, two months. Do you think it's likely that he has more coaching in him? Like, do you, or do you think he's just like, you know what, I'm good? No, I think he still wants to coach. I think he still wants to get that that wins record, the Don Shula wins record. Um, and I still think that he has coaching chops. I mean, the, the even with all the injuries that the defense has had this year, that defensive unit has played really, really well. Uh, it, it's it, the the failure here has been the offense and the personnel there and the decisions that have been made there and the structure and all of that. It's it's been a to be honest, a total disaster. Um, and that's where. You know, if they were to restructure and somehow he were to come back, that's where you know I think the restructuring would happen because defensively he can still do it. He can still coach, and the guys still respond to him. That's that's the interesting thing here is that you, you, most of the guys that you hear from in the locker room they are still all in on Bill Belichick uh, as as a coach. And so it's not the it's not the chaos that some articles that I've read this week are suggesting you know what I mean like well, there's some of that there's some of that and I think it's more it sounds like with um you know staffing and and personnel decisions and all of that has not been great but when you hear the players talk about them in the locker room particularly the defensive players um you know when you hear guys rally around him there's still and and there's been certain guys um, you know, Jack Jones is in, in Las Vegas with the Raiders now for a reason. Um, but I don't think that was a Bill Belichick thing. I think that was a Jack Jones thing. Um, you know, and there's there's been things, you know, the Trent Brown situation is interesting right now, too. It doesn't sound like he's, you know, fully all in on the team. Um, but most of the guys in that locker room, you know, are still behind Bill Belichick because they respect him and, you know, that that's the interesting thing here. He has not lost the room and that's yeah, I think that's that says something about his coaching. And so. I would include Mr. Kraft in that. Like, I, he has not lost his respect by any. I, I don't you think? I mean, of course, he, he of course loves that, him. So that's that's why a Monday meeting and then all of a sudden just cutting the cord. I, I think would be I think pretty jarring after 24 years. This isn't just some guy that they hired a few years ago to coach the team and and eh, didn't work out. See you later. Take care. This is a guy that won six Super Bowls. This is a guy that, you know, do they, when they have this meeting next week, do they sit down and really have a heart to heart and say like, okay, you know, how, how can we, you know, continue forward? Is, is this really time or do we have a way to restructure here so that you give something away, I give something away and we try to figure this out and make another run at it here? Interesting. Well, and what, what do you think is actually going to happen? Oh boy, um, I, I think ultimately, I think the Patriots will probably move on, um, and I, I, I do think that it, it, by all indications, it sounds like you know if they were to do that, then Gerard Mayo is the prime candidate to be the next head coach of the Patriots. Um, they kept him around last off season for a reason. Uh, I think the Crafts really believe in him, have a strong relationship with him, a guy that played under Belichick, obviously. Um, a guy that you know a lot of people in the building respect already. Um, so you know, I, I think ultimately that's probably where they're going to land, and then Bill will probably find a new opportunity somewhere in the league. I'm not totally sure where yet. Um, you know, there may be jobs that open up that aren't open right now, um, but I think ultimately 
you know, he, he sticks in football and he's going to, he's going to be coaching somewhere. I think next year, I, I, I think, w- will it be here? I think ultimately probably not. And do they beat the Jets on Sunday? <laughs> do they want yeah. to beat the Jets on Sunday? Oh yeah. Yeah. And that's, so that's part of these players who are still respecting and, and rallying behind Belichick is they want to be out there. Um, they want to, they want to play well. And they're facing Trevor Simeon and the Jets. They should win this game. Uh, the way that they have played offensively, I think, has you know improved in the slightest the last month with Bailey Zappi under center. Um, you know he's had his moments, but you know they've put some good halves together. And I think if they, even if they put one good half together, I think it's going to you know help them win against the Jets on Sunday. So yeah, I think they do get a win here, and then then it all begins. As a fan, I'm I'm really really cheering for the Jets in this. I just I really, I just you know long term. I don't care if they beat the Jets on Sunday. I want the best pick possible. Well, as I've said before, Michael, it doesn't guarantee you anything. And you know if you get a if you get the second pick, if you get the sixth pick, you know yeah you'd have a, a chance at a a great player at two, but you'll still get a great ch- chance at a great player at six. Yeah, um, I think. If you watch that college football, you know, night with the semifinals on New Year's Day, you know, I think a lot of people look at Washington quarterback Michael Penix and say, how is this guy not the top guy in the draft, the sure. way that he plays? And you could probably get him at six. So doesn't guarantee anything. Um, and for these guys, they they would never they would never tank under Bill Belichick and, and his coaching. And that's a tribute to, you know, the culture that he's built in New England for, you know, 24 seasons. Well, Nick Coit, it's been another great season. Thank you for doing our Patriots previews again this year. We really love the insight, and you always, you know, it's always entertaining talking to you. Yeah, it's it's a pleasure, and and I know it's been a rocky season for the team, but uh, yeah, when we talk next, I'm sure we'll be have a lot of interesting things to talk about. But always a pleasure to talk football with you guys, and and uh, yeah, you guys you guys take care. Next time we talk, like I said, it'll be interesting to see what our conversations like. Absolutely. Nick Coit from the ABC6 Sports Desk. Have a great offseason, Nick. You too. Thanks. Fun one.